Alrighty, alrighty, boom, boom, boom. <sighs> Sound the alarm. <laughs> We're in Atlanta. We're in the the four the four one three the three one seven. We're in a different area code. You know what it is. Coming at you from the ATL. I am one half of your not sick host, Cholito <laughs> Crunch. The four oh four. We're we're ATL adjacent, I guess. ATL adjacent, one half. <laughs> Of your Lone Lobos podcast here, the non-sick half, Sholito Crunch, Sholo Maridueña, joined by... What's up? I'm the Mucinex King, Mr. Stuffy Nose. I got that morning, that morning sound, that morning rasp with Mo Rascals. That nice drip. Yeah, I got that nasal drip. Jacob Scott Thomas Bertrand. What's up, everybody? But nonetheless, <laughs> we are coming at you um, in the new year. The last episode was... Sochi's episode or no? What was? The, oh no, no, our our last episode in the in the yeah, podcast space. Yeah, damn, we, that we didn't even really break it in. We didn't. Even, <laughs> I know it actually looks more broken in right now with Jordan and Monica there with the blue lights in the back than it does. Yeah, how are y'all holding cool. up, gang? Back on the other side, how does it? How how are things faring over in uh, at the at the Batcave? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Things are things are good here, y'all. We're set up, broken the spot a little bit, embrace some of your decorations here. Um, threw up a little. We got Leo in the back there, right. of course. We got Kendrick in the back. We got Olivia O's. I don't know where Olivia Olivia O's disappeared for a few episodes, but <laughs> she's back. Olivia O's is oh, back. So. She's back. Okay. Uh, wow, with a got, name drop as well. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we got Mariah Carey in the back. So you know, we set what? it up. Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey. Oh, meaning of Mariah book. Carey. It was the a gift from Leo. Oh, 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 oh. That's right. It was a gift from Leo. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. We miss y'all out here, but we're glad to do this remote. Uh, also, happy happy belated birthday, Monica. Happy belated birthday, Monica. Thank you, thank you. What did you do? What were the festivities? I slept in the day. Perfect. I got free boba because I had a coupon. I oh. got Raising Cane's because I had a gift card. Oh. And then, yes, we love free. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got surprised at dinner. Um, my best friends were there. Aww. I didn't know they okay. were going to be there, so Aww. I cried. Um, <laughs> we had pasta. We had pizza, and then after we went to the club. The club? What club? Did yeah. You go to? Whoa. Um, it was in downtown LA. It was at Elevate Lounge. Ooh. Okay. Okay. First floor. What was What was the music like? Salubrious there. Reggaeton and hip hop. Reggaeton. Elevate Lounge. I love it. And and you had a a whole day to recover. We see because you're here rested and ready for the podcast. So thank you so much. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to all of Monica's friends and fam for making it a good birthday. Dude, we gotta go to a reggaeton club. A reggaeton club. Yeah. I, we yeah, should. we've been to a couple over in Miami um, the last time we were there. But you don't even really like reggaeton, right? I don't know reggaeton. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I don't really. When we went to Mexico, though, you were enjoying yourself, and there was a lot of reggaeton over there. Oh, that there. was reggaeton? Yeah. Bro, I don't know what it does. It just just it speaks to me. Something something mm, in your hips. My hips move. You know what it is. It's your brown. Yeah. 
I am brown. And and <laughs> we actually we all have we have a new guest as well. Oh yeah. The show hasn't met this dog before. This oh, is a new right. a new podcast dog. He, he Introduce kind of looks like he come out a little bit. Okay, let me tilt that mic down for him. Uh hi, my name is Mo. I'm a Capricorn. Um And how long have you known Jacob? Uh oh wow. Uh Jay Breezy, I've known him for about, yeah, I was about like six months old, I think, when we first crossed paths. Fascinating story. Wow. Been rolling so together ever since. All right, welcome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, so. Yeah, a much he's... more, a pretty well-behaved dog, I must say, although Mo looks guilty every single time. Yeah, Mo has a weird, like, mischievous look, but not, like, a cool mischievous look. Like, I'm so sorry for what I did and being mischievous. He's also just Wait, a- you've just said that word three times, and I guess I always figured the word was mischievous, but mischievous. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mischievous. I've heard people say mischievous before, but I think I've always just Is said it the Pokemon? Is it? Is yeah, that is what? It? Is that what makes you think that oh, it's... Oh, well, that one's actually mischievous. Oh, okay, okay. You pronounce that one mischievous. Or some people might say mischievous. I'm actually curious. Mistruvious? No, so there's Mistruvious. A, there's a Pokemon named Miss Mischievous. Okay. Um, but I've heard some people say Mistrevious. Oh. Okay. It's supposed to it's it's spelled kind of like mischievous. Mischievous. Oh, it's a cute Pokemon. Yeah, it's yeah. a um mischievous. Wait, Mis- yeah. Mischievous. Yep. It's a ghost mischievous. Pokemon. Mischievous. I like mischievous. Mischievous. Well, mischievous has a more dark undertone to it, yeah. I feel like. I like mischievous like, oh, he's mischievous. How are you like feeling that. now that we're out in Atlanta? It's cold, eh? Dude, it's, yes, my fellow Canadian, it is so cold. Dude, we were, uh, yeah, we've been having some, and it's only going to get colder right here. Yeah, we, we keep filming uh, early mornings. I mean, it's winter, so nighttime comes sooner. So for filming, that means... You have to wake up earlier and film right when the sun's out because yeah. you only have a certain amount of hours of sunlight. But it's nothing like the Andes, bro. Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk okay. about that. I oh. mean, it's it's the new year. It just came out. We might as well. Yeah, I guess that's true. We, so, hardly, we hardly talk about stuff. Atlanta, the, the 30-something degree weather does not fare not compared to, to our 1970s. Hundred? Is it the 70s? No. Hundred? Yeah. It, it was 70s? Yeah, the 1970. Like Uruguayan. Right? Uruguay. Uruguay. Dude, doesn't doesn't fare up to the Andes. Bro, it's weird. Because I was just in Chile and like seeing those mountains. Well, first we gotta preface it like this. Our roommate Joe, um, he showed us uh the movie The Society of the Snow. Yes, yeah, Society right? of the Snow. Society of the Snow. Um, it's a very famous story about um, this uh, Uruguayan um, rugby team called the Old Christians, I believe, uh, who were on a plane to Santiago, and their plane crashed in the Andes, in the mountains. Um, and they spent 72 days yeah, out, out in the mountains. But not, it's not, this isn't like, oh, in the mountains, like they were just like these are mountains that you can walk down from or mountains that you can these are mountains that want to fucking eat you bro these are the mountains that people die on yeah like p- trained professionals die, die on so easily yeah and these were just like 
families, you know, this rugby team, some friends, just like I wasn't expecting it to be. I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of survival movies, Uh but this is has to be my favorite survival movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the the perspective that they tell it. The main I guess you could say the main character, the narrator. Yeah, the narrator, um, Numa. Numa. Um, yeah. Shout out Numa. Shout out Numa, man. We are all Numa. Bruh, shout out Numa. Yo. Um, I I I'd never seen a movie um do that before, and I mean this movie. We're not the first people to wait. Do what? Say, um, no, just have the just how they handled the narrator and the main character. I just thought was really really interesting. Um, and I'm, I don't want to give anything away because I think the movie is really, really good if you walk in not knowing everything. Yeah. Um, we're not the first people to say this movie is amazing. It won a bunch of awards all over the world this year. My favorite part was that this, you have to think that the, this experience being trapped on this mountain, you know, trying to survive with your friends, friends and family are dying all around you. It's so uncomfortable the camera work was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there were so right many times there. where they were using a small pancake fisheye lens or whatever, super close to the person. Or, you know, there's times where they're, you know, sleeping, just chilling and an avalanche hits and they got to dig out. Homies are peeing on their hands, trying to like get their hands, get warm, their to hands dig. warm, yeah. to dig their friends out, dig their family members out. And the camera work really did a great job of showing how uncomfortable this must have been for those people. And also, by the end of the movie, I was convinced that they actually had done this. Like at the beginning, I was like, they're not on a set. It seems like it is cold, but you know, but by the end of it, the way that their skin the was makeup, changing, I was just gonna say the, the makeup way was that, crazy. Like their bodies looked so malnourished mm-hmm. and, you know, dirty and, you know, uh like hard hardened from this experience leathery was, their skin looked yeah. like leather yeah i i just thought it was fantastic i thought you know after an already really popular you know adaptation from ethan hawk and the boys back in the day oh alive with yeah. alive i thought this you know took it a step of you know above that because that story already like your dad knew about that story our friends know about this story but i think to to give it a new take with these younger cats that, I mean, yeah. And it's on Netflix. You can watch yeah. it on Netflix. And it's, and it's on Netflix. Check it out. Peep it. It's um, really good. It did definitely. Probably the best watch of the year so far for me, aside from The Godfather, but that's a classic. Yeah. Um, you liked Wonka more, though. Jacob definitely <laughs> liked Wonka more. He was saying, this doesn't stand a cake next to the scrub scrub. <laughs> My favorite part about Wonka was, I'm sorry, Noodle. <laughs> Dude, I I started, I busted up laughing in the theater, bro. Oh my I, gosh. Dude, we were sitting there, we watched it with uh with Peyton. I just looked at her and was like, I'm sorry, Noodle. Like I just it was funny. The set pieces were really good in Wonka. I thought um uh was Keegan Michael Key was a was the best part of that movie in the Wow. The weird uh White guy, chocolate dude with the glasses. Oh, okay. Who would okay. always over-explain everything. Yeah. He was really good. Tweedledee. Is that his name? Isn't it the same actor that plays Tweedledee? Oh, yes. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. He was awesome. And then by far the best, best, best silver lining. My man, Hugh Grant. Wait, why is he a silver lining? Hugh Grant can do no wrong. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I, know, I mean, I, really, I, for I, being in a movie for like two minutes, yeah, he really made an impact on you, dude. He, I don't, I think, I think because I, I've never seen um, Love Actually before. Have you ever seen that okay. movie? No. Uh, it's a really famous Christmas movie, I guess, and I watched it just his last Christmas, and he has such an awesome role in it. Okay. Um, and it, like, I love Notting Hill, which is another mm-hmm. movie Hugh Grant's in, and I was like, ah, oh, Hugh Grant's so great. I love Hugh Grant. Yeah. What do you think of Wonka though? Well, I haven't seen the original one, right? I, with um, Gene Wilder. I totally thought you were going to say Johnny I've Depp. I've only seen lot. the one with Johnny Depp. And Which, even that one I've seen heck of long ago. Like, I haven't revisited it. That one's great, though. Haven't read the book either. Oh, okay, okay. So, I guess what I... I figured that because I've seen clips of the Gene Wilder one and I'm familiar a little bit with the, the Johnny Depp one, that the main characteristic that when I think of Wonka is like, wacky zany zany and oddball and i thought you know timothy chalamet Chalamet. was more charismatic and jolly than than those other two interpretations now maybe offbeat rather than maybe offbeat like he seemed he seemed a little too timothy chalamet no 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 like his character seems to always want to be like planning ahead but then he kind of falls into the right stuff okay like and i and i liked the ending i thought the ending was satisfying um when she sees with, her mom yeah when yeah. He, when when he sees his mama i always like i i like a little button on a movie um and i'm sure I don't know with with the success. I'm, maybe it'll get a second one too, and they'll be able to explore. Like I, I liked in the original or the original one to me, the 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 you know the Johnny Depp one, how all of the kids got what was coming, you know, for them. Oh, like how the they were all scene. little shits, and then that yeah. you know this guy gets sucked up, this lady gets eaten by the squirrels. That one's a blueberry. I I I missed that song too. I, I wanted them to do the whole song. Um, come with me. Oh, that song's fire. You know what? Actually, I, I liked how it was. Just a little bit. Yeah. I liked that it was just a little bit. I thought it made it a little sweeter. And it wasn't <laughs> like trying to. Yeah, yeah it they was were like. <gasps> for show. Yeah. They were for show. I thought us. it was. Yeah, I thought it was great. His singing was good, though. It was better than I was anticipating. I wasn't. I didn't know how much of a musical it was going to be. Well, he's about to be Bob Dylan, so he better sing. I mean, I would assume he's not singing normally if he's going to be trying to sing like Bob Dylan. Oh, but but you but there has to be talent in there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, you can't be Bob Dylan and just singing. Sing your, like Willy Wonka, <laughs> or sing yeah. like you. You gotta like, like you gotta. Is that what he sounds like? Have you heard Bob Dylan sing? Maybe. I mean, I can't Im- imitate it now. My voice isn't gonna do what I wanted to do. But he's like, okay, like a roller. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 He sounds like um. Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, it's almost like a nasally grit. Okay. Um, nasally grit. Yeah, Bob Dylan has a very, very specific sound. I mean, I think the thing that people love about him most, I think, more is his songwriting more than like his. Oh yeah. The sound of his angelic voice. Do you do you like his songwriting? Yeah, I mean, he's great. Is he's, he is he like a sad boy or is he like a? Um, he reminds me of like a of him and Springsteen. We're always kind of similar in my head growing up where they both wrote these sort of like inspirational ballads or these songs that were kind of talking about like hard times and like getting through stuff. Mm. Um, 
I mainly listened to Bob Dylan when I was like in middle school and like okay. in sixth grade because that's like when my dad pretty much controlled the radio and stuff. I don't know anything about anything, but I was seeing recently they just had one of the award shows, mm-hmm. Golden Globes or the something something, and the kid from the holdovers, they were saying actually looks more like Bob Dylan than than Chalamet. At the at the award show, like they said that, yeah, like the way he was dressed, the the way he was looking cool, the way his hair was, the glasses were. They were like, "Yo, this guy's channeling Bob Dylan." Like, I wonder if they'll recast. Better. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think that would be sick maybe. though. Because Timothy, when I think of Bob, Bob Dylan, I don't know why in my head, and I could totally be wrong. Bob Dylan's maybe on like the shorter side, like closer to my height. Okay, and I feel like I could be wrong about this, but I feel like Timothy Chalamet is tall, no. So, like, I know that doesn't matter, but maybe. I don't yeah. know. And I'm thinking I think the, the other holdovers is tall. Too. Yeah, he's tall too. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is only 5'10. Oh. I don't know. I thought Bob Dylan was like 5'6 or 5'7 for some reason. Bob Dylan's 5'10? He's 5'7. Oh. Bob Dylan's 5'7. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Bob Dylan was on the short side. Like short so, King. So, I know someone who's coming for a spot. I look nothing like Bob Dylan. Dang it, bro. Yeah, sorry. But he's always wearing glasses. Really? No, I don't know. Oh, I was like, I don't know. He's always wearing jean jackets. Um, you know, you know who uh, I just saw, I think it was on the Reddit, someone fan casted you, not as um, Kurt Cobain, but as Dave Grohl. As Dave they're Grohl? Like, they're like, Jacob would be a really good Dave Grohl. And I, I was like, oh, okay. Dave Grohl is a drummer from the Foo Fighters? Yeah. Oh, you know, he's the drummer from Nirvana, lead singer of Foo Fighters. Oh. I don't I don't know if I could grow a beard like Dave Grohl, but I absolutely love Dave Grohl and I would love to play him in it. He seems like one of the the jackass guys though. He seems like a really like loud energy guy, uh, no? From his interviews, he seems like such a sweet person. Yeah, yeah. he's just like so a chill. chiller like suit. I mean, my mom, I didn't read his, uh, what do you call it, autobiography? Yeah, sure. If he wrote it. Yeah, I don't know if, I forget. He has a book about his life. My mom read it. She told me all about it. Um, and I've watched a ton of interviews with him. He just seems like, yeah, like the sweetest, chillest guy. Super, super cool. Um, super down to earth. Um, yeah, he just seems like sick. I always viewed him as just like someone would be like, oh, you would have been friends with my dad probably. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just seems like one of my dad's friends. Who's your favorite rock star? My favorite? Well, Knee Jerk is just Bono. Because I grew up... Wait, that's just... He's not part of a band. Uh, well, Bono's Bono is the lead singer of U2. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I grew up, my mom was like the biggest U2 fan in the world. Like, she's met Bono several was. times. Well, yeah, she is. is. She's still, yeah. <laughs> the week that the sphere opened, yeah. my mom was there. I was there with her. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mom, that's right. My mom was there. She went multiple times. Yeah. She went multiple times. She had such good seats. She was, it was Jason Bateman and Matt Damon. And then my mom, those are the seats that my mom, I don't know how she does this. Every time she goes to YouTube, she's always in like the crazy seats. But growing up, it was Jesus. Whoa. Bono. Whoa. And then like the rest of the world. Like really? Bono was like a god. But Bono, they talk about Jesus as well, right? Or not really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. U2, They're Irish. Yeah. U2 is known as like the band that's like the, like, they're kind of preachy. 
Okay. Like they kind of preach love and everything. So sometimes people like don't like them as much and they say the edge is just sort of like a DJ with a guitar. They're like the chance the rapper of rock stars. Yeah, kinda. They that, love their wife a little too much. Yeah, like that's the knock people give them. But yeah. like growing up on them and growing up on a lot of other bands, like they're so talented. The edge yeah. is fucking amazing. Like he he's he's so good. Who's that band that goes no, that's Pearl Jam, bro. Oh, okay. That's my favorite. He goes, uh, dude, I wish my voice wasn't so shot, but he goes, breathe out, Yeah, that's the yeah, one. That's Pearl Jam. Jam. I love Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is one of my favorite bands. Eddie, if my favorite just rock star would either be um, Anthony Kiedis or Eddie Vedder. Anthony Kiedis is Red Hot Chili Peppers? He's the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the other guy is who? Eddie Vedder's lead singer of Pearl Jam. Uh... Anthony Kiedis is just like, when I was a kid, and I was like uh, probably six or seven, and I would listen to Anthony Kiedis with my Auntie Serena. Mm-hmm. You know, she would, you know, she lived with us for a little bit, and she was maybe like 28, 29 when she was living with us. Well, And I would walk with her. Uh, she'd be like, hey, you want to go on a walk? I'd be like, yeah, sure. And we'd go walk, and she'd go buy cigarettes. And I walk with her, and she tell me about rock stars while she smoked her cigarettes. And Anthony Kiedis is just like the cool, like suave dude. And I would run around the playground singing "Suck My Kiss." Bow, bow, what? Bow, 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 <laughs> Suck bow, my bow. kiss? That's the song. Like, yeah. so cool. oh, okay, yeah, okay. Suck my kiss. And uh, Anthony Kiedis is just the coolest dude in the world to me. Um, that and like Maroon Five too, but Pearl, yeah, Pearl Jam as well. Okay, um, so we got a lot of biopics that you could do, bro. Yeah, for sure. I look nothing like Anthony Kiedis, so I, I couldn't do Anthony Kiedis. Well, it doesn't really matter. They're 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 coming out with uh you know the Amy Winehouse one, and people are saying that she doesn't look like her. Yeah, but I, me personally, even oh. if it was like a sick ass opportunity, like okay, I want it to be good. Like you should look like the person. I think okay, like, Timothy Chalamet looks like Bob Dylan enough. Okay, you know, I don't know. Um, who were the people like when you were young that were like the Anthony Kiedis or like the your Dave Grohl or your I mean I pro- I mean probably Bruno Mars was probably the biggest quote unquote oh, really? rock star or like someone that was selling out arenas that There's I was only like oh he's so cool yeah exactly so- Runaway Baby him I liked Adam Levine as well. Oh yeah, we talked. About Adam that Levine album. was like There's sad boy album. hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but then honestly, I was already listening to hip hop in the fourth grade. Wait, that's what I so that's so, what I was asking. Like, who are you like? Yeah, like? so at that point, it was it was Kendrick um, with Good Kid, Mad City, and then after that, it was Chance with Acid Rap. And then I went back. Cigarettes on cigarettes. My yeah. mama think I stink. And then, of course, the yay man was up there. But um, but I also was, I could only really like it privately because my mom didn't really like me playing music in the car that had profanities in it. So, okay, so someone, now that we're back, sorry, we took a little break. Um, Someone was asking what your favorite snack on set is. And recently, in years prior, Jacob was obsessed with the strawberry jammed uncrustables. Yeah. Um, so we have a we have those in our fridge. 
And what do you pair that with? Uh, hot chocolate? You can pair hot chocolate with anything, really. But, <laughs> but yeah, hot really? chocolate. Yeah. Hot I chocolate. Know. What about hot chocolate and tacos? Hot you... chocolate with um some ceviche. Ew. Ch- ew. <laughs> when, you dude, just hot chocolate and poke? If there's, if there's anything spicy, like the other day when we got wings. Hot chocolate and wings. Yeah. Hot chocolate milk. Hot chocolate wings. Because I, I can't. Jail. Jail. <laughs> dude, what's that? Uh, is it an SNL skit? Where he goes, it's like, oh no, no, it's it's Parks and it's Parks and Rex. It's it's Fred Armisen. Dude, he's it's he's so the leader good. of Venezuela, and he's talking about his. You go to his, jail. Yeah, he's talking about like, wow, actually in America, like the laws are pretty lenient out here. Like back home, you know, you you cook your fish undercooked, jail. Overcook your steak, jail. Also, yeah, you guys. Fred so, Armisen's a G. He's yeah, so you guys, you guys got to check out Fred yeah, Armisen. That's, that's yeah. Parks and Rec. So okay, so what's your favorite snack on set, Cholo? I go you don't with snack a ton though. I feel like I don't snack a ton. I like the oh, <laughs> Mama, the bike? <laughs> I was like, you better gets, pet me, bro. Dude, he gets needy, bro. If I don't pet him. He's like, <laughs> needy, dude, just like yeah. It's because just... it's because he's used to being pet all. The... Yeah, for you audio listeners out there, Mo is like, he's always grabbing my hand, like, trying, to, trying to get me to, um, to pet him. I I really like the. Chicken tartare, like the chicken salad with the crackers. I do that. Oh. They have like, I think it's called snack on the go. In the can? Yeah. It's like, it looks like It's like or chicken. Or not in a can, in a little box. Yeah, I like that. Um, And then I just do the, the string cheeses. I like a good string cheese. La croix. Yeah, th- those are my snacks go to. But honestly, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really snacking a ton. I like RX bars. I eat a lot of snacks. I eat RX bars. I have banana and peanut butter. I just have peanut butter. <laughs> we sound like just like little little boys. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid on set. Peanut my, butter. My mom used to cut up apples for me. Okay. And give me a, a thing, a little bowl of cut up apples and a bunch of peanut butter. Lit. Yeah, she'll bring it to me every every couple hours. I was sick. Shout out, shout out mom doing the most for, you know, 11-year-old Jacob on set. Shout out mom. Shout out um, our, hopefully we can have them on. Shout out our stunt team. We just had dinner with them yesterday. Oh, yeah. We'll get them on soon. Our Jacob came back with a graded The Last Ronin oh, comic. Oh, yeah. Now, if y'all, I, I hadn't really heard of The Last Ronin, but maybe we have to put y'all on because it seems like the adult pairing to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's, 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 I grew up, I'm sure a lot of us grew up, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, awesome, awesome series, super fun. This is sort of like the people who grew up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can read this newest installment um, in the franchise. Um, and it's basically all of the turtles are dead except one. And the one that's still alive uses all of their weapons. And you don't know who, Oh, the, the turtle la- is. You don't know who the turtle is. You don't know which ever. Oh, uh, you oh, okay. find out at the oh. end. Oh, yeah. It's it's really dark, and he's basically just trying to reclaim honor. Okay. And that's the and I don't know if most people know, but as the turtles age, they just get stronger. Okay. That's what um is just a part of the lore, like the ooze that made them powerful, okay. that like gave them sentience. Um. And so he's super strong and really powerful, but now he's taken on like all of the foot. 
you know, whoa, uh, all of the clan. Uh, it's really good. It's really sad. And throughout the story, you see like how each of the brothers died. And it's, 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 it's super sad. Super, yeah. Super, super sad. Apparently they're making a video game out of it soon. Yeah. That'd be pretty be a, sick. Yeah. I haven't had a, a real big tug to get a PS5. But yeah, this is, this my, is the one. This is my tug. I, I want a PS5 now. Yeah. I haven't, I, I played Baldur's Gate for a little bit on the oh, computer, but apparently that's on the PS5. I, I haven't really, we haven't really been gaming much since we've been out here. We'll probably need to set up the Switch or something like that. So we got to get you good at Smash, bro. Got to get me good at Smash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one more quick question from the Discord. Thanks for asking that question about your snacks. This one, since you guys are traveling, Monica, you want to kick this one in? Yeah, this is from user Brittany GTZ. And Ooh, Brittany. She says that because you guys travel often, um, she wants to know if you guys ever get really homesick. That's something that she hears a lot oh. about with her favorite actors who are constantly shooting. Um, so she's just curious. And if you do get homesick, well, yeah, what are some of those remedies? Yeah. Um, there are times where I get homesick. Great question, Brittany. What are some remedies to homesickness? Um, perhaps listening to the music that makes you think of your family. That's an easy one. Um, just chatting with them, perhaps. But I don't know. I don't really know if uh shit, maybe it yeah. What we're doing right here? That's <laughs> Joe, Joe Joe's like, yeah, come on. Um I don't really get homesick, honestly. Yeah? No. Really? Mm-hmm. I the only time I can think and I don't even know if this is homesick, but right when I moved out of my house for the first time. Oh, you mean <laughs> I had yeah, like when three I three blocks away. Yeah, when I moved into my apartment. I I was laying in my bed for the first night and I thought, whoa, this is the beginning of never living with my family again. Oh my God. Like, this is sad. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> yeah, so wrong. And then COVID hit and real, really um, gave yeah. me a run for my money. But um, you don't get homesick. Not really. Why not? I don't know. I, I, was, I was actually just thinking about this like maybe last year. I was in... Um, I was in Vegas by myself and um, I was just like, dang, it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, huh, I feel like this is where, and I've been traveling a ton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I feel like this is where someone would feel homesick, but I don't feel homesick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's so weird. Why? Because I'm really, really close with my dad. You know, I'm really close with my mom and my. Gra- I live with my. Gra- I lived with my grandmother then, and I was like, "Huh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because, like, I because I'm so close with my family that I. I don't know. Actually, I guess I, I was hearing someone recently who was filming in New Zealand That's far. for eight months. And they were saying, like, I felt the most homesick because you have the time zone working against you. You have the fact that you're at work. You know, you don't know anyone. So I feel like, thankfully, at this point, a lot of the places that we travel to, we're traveling for work with people, you know, like here, you know, we're going to be here for X amount of months. It would 
normally I guess you'd be like, oh, I'm homesick. But a lot of the times we're too occupied in the work or, you know, too blessed to be here with the family that we made on the show that it doesn't really feel as it doesn't really feel as it. The only time and this isn't even homesick, but there are times where I feel like, oh, shoot, like I speak with my mother pretty often. But my dad and my sister, sometimes I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't spoken to them in a minute. Like, (laughs) what are they up to? But I feel like at this point, six years into this show, you know, 12 or 13 years old to acting, you know, they kind of understand, you know, yeah, that that I hope at least. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my dad listens to the podcast, too. So he's not. Yeah. You know what I actually think might have done it for me is. I mean, I've been acting for a decent amount of time and through high school I didn't have to travel that that much okay for stuff pretty much everything I did was still in LA um but I went on my first or sorry my second hour bound trip and it was a month Mm -hmm. straight of backpacking through Alaska with like just no contact at all Mm -hmm. and you know I had like a serious girlfriend at the time and uh, my serious it could be in senior high school I guess um and just like the there was no option to talk and it was like pretty much the only thing was like i don't know you either feel super homesick and like oh you can't communicate with them or you just kind of like mm-hmm. keep walking yeah um i think i just learned a lesson of just like well you know there's two options pick the better one and just got you just shut it out i guess i think that's something that you can do as well pretty pretty good is like well, I have a goal that needs to be accomplished and like I'm going to like put most of my energy towards accomplishing that goal. And there's other things that I'm feeling like, yes, I will still feel those, but most of my energy is going towards this common goal. You are good at that. Compartmentalizing your feelings compartmentalizing. To, to make sure that you're... Yeah, it's it's hard to put your or to not necessarily act with your emotions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If that's kind of what I'm picking up, what you're throwing down. Yeah. I think that's when I was a little, little kid, when I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine, I had really weird, um, anger issues. Um, and I was bullied a little bit, but because I, my anger issues, it, I think it made it like more fun for, like the people messing with me to mess with me. Gotcha. So I'd flip the fuck out. Okay. You know, um, I took everything so personally. It was so, so sensitive. And I had a, a teacher who's my fourth grade teacher. His name was Mr. Olson. He was a psychology major. Okay. And um, he was just a cool dude. He like totally um, like helped save my life in a way. Uh, but he just sort of taught me pretty much how to compartmentalize and like not let things rile me up and and um, just kind of like how I was as a kid was like someone would say something to me and it would like ping pong in my body. Like I would like the comment and it would just like go faster and faster, and faster until I was like, ah. and I was like, it was so angry. Hmm. Um, and I learned to, he helped me like control that at a really young age. Um, but me and him used to argue all the time. I loved it. He was because that's kind of the only thing you can control is how you react to something. Yeah, that was the biggest thing he would say. He's like, I'd be like, but they're this and they're that. And he's like, you cannot control other people. All you can do is control how you act. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was a big lesson I learned from him. I think that sort of in a weird way ties into all this stuff of like feeling homesick is like, well, like I think acknowledge it. Yeah. But I mean, nothing you can really do about it if you're in a certain situation where you're working in New Zealand for eight months, you know? Yeah. It's like focus on making friends in a new place or, you know, writing letters. It's, it's moments I, I guess that I get homesick that I wish I knew how to cook better. Oh, cause then I could just be like, boom, Boom, sus. Like, there we go. There's home right there. Because I think that that is the hardest thing to replicate when you're away. Oh. Like, I can't find great Mexican food like I can find in my house out sure. in Atlanta. Yeah. Or, or anything like that. Or, uh, so, I think as I get older, it's more important for us to psh, learn how to make those recipes. You got to learn how to make your mom's meatloaf, bruh. <laughs> you got to learn. You got to pass that down. Generation after generation. You know what's funny? All the all of like the really good things that my mom would make as a kid, I can't eat any of it now. It all oh, cheese. cheese. Yeah. Well, but maybe she used to make cheese them. alternative. Yeah, she would make this. Um, or I guess like she used to make fideo all the time. I was I really oh, okay. Loved. You can have that. Yeah, I, she still makes it every once in a while. She would make the best like scalloped potatoes. Okay, I was so good. Whoa, that was like my favorite thing she would make when I was a kid. You grew up at a Red Lobster. Dude, hers was so good. She would peel the potatoes so so thin <laughs> and layer them. Oh my gosh, oh. so good! I can't. Okay. They are so cheesy, so good. Yeah, my mom made good food when I was a kid. Were you like a kid, like Food Wars, the anime? Were you like, oh my god, <laughs> the food would come oh out? My god, mom, oh. so <laughs> little seven-year-old. Oh. <laughs> Just me and my brother at the same time. Like, Okay, let's end the episode there. Um, we're excited. Let us know. I mean, we're out in Atlanta now. The The elephant in the room is that... Oh, yeah. Also, I have blue hair. Get over it. Yes. I have blue hair at the end of season yeah. five. Right. It makes, like, duh, I'm going to have blue hair at the start of season six. Whoa, 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 whoa. But it's okay. It's still, you this know... This is not a spoiler. No, just... No, no. I'm just telling the people now. This is not a spoiler. No, this it's... Is not common knowledge. Better okay? than that. No, don't don't remind them of that. Just remind them of what podcast you're listening to. True. This was brought to you by the Lone Lobo Show. You know, yes. if you if you take something from this pod, you know, just remember send it back here. Send yeah, it back to the OGs. That's uh-huh. right. Don't out me, guys. Don't get me in trouble. No, no, there's nothing to get in <laughs> trouble, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's. Let's get into the song of the week. Um, and then you know for. For the next couple of weeks, you know, let us know who y'all want on. It's, uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's you open know, season. It's, Any Cobra yeah, Kai exactly. person that has ever been on the show, let us know. Let us know who you want on. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll make sure to bring it to y'all. And Jacob, bring us the song of the week. What's, what, what are we going on with? Ella Parchu. Oh, Ella Parchu. Okay. By Chimaya. By Chimaya. E L A space P A R T I U. Ella Parchu. Ella Parchu. Partiu e nunca mais voltou. Nunca voltou. to me. Ela sumiu. Um, yeah, shout out Chimai. Shout out uh, so good, 70s. I've been listening to that song in the shower, just on repeat. And I'm just screaming, she left. She left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one hit you. You really like that one. I mean, yeah, the, the guitar. The, the guitar the is just so cool in it. Um, Monica and Jordan, hit us with it. Put us on. Song of the week for me is Loyalty, Kendrick Lamar. 
Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. I didn't want to take you. Dude, I should rap like this. Right? When I have my yeah, rap, yeah. when I have this voice. Yeah. Oh, you should. Hit it from the back, though. Ew. I'm a real dog. Don't face the shower. Boom. Don't drop the soap, bitch. I'm coming at you. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Great. Monica, Monica? your song of the week? <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jacob, for that. Um, I'm currently on my revisiting Tumblr. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with Colors by Halsey. <laughs> Colors by Halsey. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a real yeah. like 2014 thing. That's awesome. Um, my song of the week, Kamikaze by Omar Apollo. We were kids and we were younger. I stopped to wonder. I'm not here, but I remember. Raindrop December. I've been wondering if you call me. Move like tsunami. Stop with strangers and they stop me. Like Kamikaze. Wait, Kamikaze. I, my favorite line though is, How I really know you was freaky. <laughs> How insensitive. How insensitive. Has he not seen Godzilla minus one? Has he not seen Godzilla minus one? <laughs> all right, take us out, boys. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Um, please subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. We got a YouTube, we got a Spotify. Uh, check out the past episodes on video or check out our first season on audio if you want. Uh, also, we got Reddit, a number, an email. Places to reach us and Instagram, drop your questions, a Discord. Um, and with that, thank you all so much. Have a happy middle of yo January. Hope it's not too cold wherever the heck you are. And we'll see you next week's episode. Ciao. A tout à l'heure. A tout à l'heure. Say goodbye, Mo. This episode of Lone Lobos is a Lone Lobos production produced by Monica Tamayo and JMKM with intro music by Nicholas Gray. Like what you hear? Check us out on Instagram at Lone Lobos.